Greetings, ladies. Welcome to another Coffee with a Coach. I'm your host, Alyssa Duhon, CEO and founder of the Coach S School of Mastery. And today we're going to talk about how to overcome challenges. Yes. So we're at the brink of a new year. We're right at um, probably 50 days away or so away from a new year. And I just felt like it was just um, important for us to start talking about how to overcome challenges. A lot of us right now, we have our minds on the holidays, what's coming up in the new year, and we still have loose ends to tie up. We still have things um, and demands in our lives that just seem like they're just overtaking us, right? I get a lot of um, uh, email and talk to a lot of women throughout the course of my weeks uh, when I'm coaching as well, but also just uh, candidly, we are talking through social media and at events, uh, both virtual and in person. And we always uh, end up talking about our own personal challenges when it comes to being moms or business women or working women. Um, women who are building their empires, women who are leading, we basically start to talk about challenges. And we usually, as a coach, I usually share some of the things that I feel like helps um, to relieve them of the overwhelm. And so today I felt like I wanted to share those with you. I feel like it was going to bless you as well. So I'm going to talk about some very basic key things that you can do to help you to overcome those challenges that help that make you feel like you're um, stuck or or overwhelming you excuse me <clears throat> that are you know just distracting you and keeping you from moving forward in your business in your life um, on your goals and towards your vision so I made I created this list because I felt like it was the most uh, important thing to have a system or a process or a framework if you will uh, to work through when you're faced with adversity, when you're faced with personal, professional challenges, wellness challenges, um, those challenges that you know you can do something about, right? Um, because there are times when we're faced with challenges where we need other people to help us, and there are challenges where we're just overcome, and so we have to take it sm small steps at a time um, uh, just to help us to overcome them and restore equilibrium in our lives. So right now, though, I'm going to talk about just some of the basic things that you can do to overcome uh, those challenges in your lives that are keeping you stuck and keeping you from moving forward and, and making ground. So number one, let's get right into this. Number one, what you want to do is evaluate your challenge. What challenge are you facing? Some of us, we have a tendency to avoid the challenge um, rather than face it head on. And I know that seems easier to do uh, for a lot of us. For most challenges, we feel like, you know what, I just don't want to deal with it. And there are certain cases where, um, you know, just waiting it out is best. But um, let's not create a habit around doing that because most challenges, we assume the worst and instead of evaluating it we assume it's a certain thing and we leave it alone and it starts to grow and eventually it gets worse right so it's almost like that bill that comes in um where you see and you go okay that's due and then the next few days here comes another letter that says okay now it's due but there's a late charge and then you wait a little bit longer you procrastinate further and the letter a letter comes in next you know it's a different color and this time um you know you have a shorter time span to pay it or there's going to be a disconnect or some other type of penalty and then there's an even bigger fee right so that's what happens when we avoid challenges versus um evaluating them so sit down and really journal out what exactly are my challenges what what are my challenges what am i facing in my finances with my wellness uh in my relationship in my marriage with my children what exactly are those challenges get down to the root cause what happened what's going on how did you come to this situation what brought you to this challenge and then once you really truly evaluate it, you could kind of, you know, do away with assumptions uh, and start to really take actual steps to overcome the challenge. So number one is evaluating the challenge versus avoiding it. Number two, I want you to go into this with a spirit of expectation, right? Expect the best of the situation versus the worst of the situation, right? Sometimes we assume the worst first 
Isn't that something how we have that negativity bias where we'll say, oh, you know, all these other great things happen, but this one little thing just, you know, and we focus on that. So rather than expecting the worst to happen, go into this situation with the expectation of gaining wisdom, gaining knowledge, gaining the right data and facts and information about a situation, learning how to communicate better with your with your significant other or with your children, learning um you know how to truly evaluate a situation so that you can move forward um and go into the expecting uh something great to come of it and say you know what it may not be the most comfortable thing to do, but when I face it and I, I move toward it, um, I can expect to move past it. And now that it's behind me, I can move forward. So go into it with that level, that mindset and that level of mindset. So that you don't, you know, find yourself drowning in assumptions and with a whole lot of negativity, right? Negativity feeds avoidance and procrastination. So the longer you sit there assuming the worst, um, the more you're going to avoid the challenge altogether. So go into it with the spirit of expectation, with confidence that whatever comes out of the situation, um, whatever that challenge is, you're going to gain some knowledge from it, right? You either win or learn, right? So, <clears throat> excuse me, you guys. Number three, remove negative thoughts, okay? Here's one of the biggest things that I face when I am um, teaching, when I'm coaching, um, I had to work on, and that is allowing negative thoughts to bombard my mind while I was trying to serve my clients, while I was trying to serve others, while I was trying to work toward, you know, I was so busy nitpicking everything, every flaw, um, every fumble with my words. Every time I, you know, I faced something, I was like, oh shoot, you know, and I was taking myself apart with negative thoughts. Remove negative thoughts. This will help you to overcome your challenges as well. All negative thoughts do is feed the flame uh, and it it just consumes you after a certain period of time. Self-limiting beliefs, self-sabotage, uh, just you're having a negative or pessimistic perspective on life in general or on your life um, and saying, well, you know what? It's just not meant for me. I'm all, I've always had bad luck, you know, or just something as simple as saying, well, I'm just a clumsy person or, well, I'm unable to be loved, right? And so when we have this negative pattern of thinking, what generally happens is we start to believe it. It becomes what I call gospel truth in our lives. We start to believe these really these lies that are floating around in our heads. And then the next thing you know, they become self-fulfilling prophecies because we have thought about them so long that now they've conditioned our mindset and that mindset has now contributed to our decision-making. And that decision-making has led to, you know, us taking bad you know, making bad choices and taking action in the wrong ways, thereby, you know, now because we want to be right, um, now we say, see, that didn't work out. See what happened? You know, and so that's what happens when we continue to allow the negativity bias, negative self-talk and self-sabotage and a negative mindset to keep you from moving forward. So overcoming your challenges is going to take some work and you're going to have to remove uh, the blocks that are keeping you from actually making ground. So, and one of them is negative thinking. Okay. Number four, use only positive and encouraging self-talk. That's just going to, that's contributing to number three. Sometimes in order for you to think better, you have to speak better. Okay. It has to come out of your mouth. You have to say to yourself, no, I'm not going to think this way today. This is going to work for me. You have to encourage yourself. Sometimes affirmations will work. If you don't know what to say, um, then affirmations, use affirmations, practice quoting uh, quotes, success quotes and things over your life or scripture over your life and start feeding yourself life, speaking life over your situation, over your relationships, over your business, speak life over your kids, uh, over your network, um, over your future, your vision, speak life. And then you will start to notice your mindset shifts. Um, sometimes I do this in the morning when I'm like, I'm so tired, I'm overcome with, you know, I'm just, I had a long week, there's so much going on, I have so many demands. So I can sit there and just 
continue to wallow like that or I can change you know that with positive self-talk and say you know what um, if I don't show up I'm not serving my clients at 110 percent um, I'm not teaching my kids you know good values by you know being lazy and, and procrastinating uh, you know I start to think about ways in which that will continue to encourage to help me to stay encouraged and that often reduces the negative self-talk right it encourages me to get up you have something great to to contribute to someone they're waiting for you to stand they need what you're what you have to say people are calling you and that's because what you're offering them is helping them in their lives so you have a personal and a spiritual responsibility to show up and right there that pep talk is enough for me to get up and do what I have to do right so you have to use positive and encouraging self-talk to help you to overcome your challenges number five Please, if no one else does, at least you believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, then chances are your goals, your vision, the things that you want to accomplish in your business, in your career, in your life, in your relationships, they're going to falter. It's up to you to believe in that movement that you want or that book you want to write or that business you want to start. It starts with you. Honestly, you're the main ingredient here. So it's almost like um, in a garden, you know, nothing will grow without water. So in, you have to water yourself um, and encourage yourself and believe in yourself. If you don't do that, then your dreams will wither, your goals will wither, and eventually what happens? Nothing. Nothing happens. And, and then you start to feel sorry for yourself. So you have to believe in yourself. Here, I, in a side note in this, I want you to also, I know we're living in a time where so, social media, social media <laughs> is all the rage. And we have this habit of scrolling, 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 watching these highlight reels from other people's lives. And we're like, gosh, look what she's wearing or look, look what she's accomplished or what he's doing. Um, I'll never get to that point. Or you're so busy comparing up. Maybe you don't say anything. You're just thinking it. Right. So here's what I want you to understand. Everything we watch and see and everything on the Internet is not always what it appears to be. But that's not what I want you to take away from this. I want you to spend more time thinking about your path and your lane and where you feel like you're called to be, right? And who you feel you're called to become and what you're being led to do. Because the more time you spend in your chapter of your life, um, the more progress you'll make, the more productive you'll become. So it's okay to admire and aspire to be like or achieve something that someone else has. I admire a lot of people. I'm connected to a lot of them. But I try not to lose myself in spectating on what they're doing so much that I stop believing in myself. I stop you know, believing in my gifts and my talents and what I have to contribute. I'm not perfect, no. Um, but I'm not going to compare um, my the way I speak and how and how I present to my clients and how I live life and how I project with someone else who's doing it a different way. That's their gift. This is mine. They are uh, uniquely made just like I am. I have a, my own authenticity, which is amazing and it's a blessing. And so I believe that my message will reach my specific tribe of individuals. She may be speaking to someone else. I in turn attract a different person. And that in turn tells me, yes, this is what your purpose to be doing. And these are the, these are your people. So really we have to stop looking and watching and spectating and scrolling and spend more time with you know the truths of God and what he has talked to us what he's speaking into us and the truth about ourselves and our gifts and our talents right and let me stop preaching <laughs> number six look for the good in your challenges I know this may seem weird to a lot of people like what good is it you know losing everything to a storm or going through a divorce or you know being sick what good is that you're right. You're absolutely right. But there are things that happen in the midst of storms that you probably would say, had I not gone through this, I would have never learned that or I would have never encountered that. I would have never known for me. I would have never known how much grit and how much 
um, strength I had, had I not been tried, had I not been, had I not gone through what I went through in my life. I wouldn't know that. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have the confidence. I wouldn't have known that I had the confidence to tap into it so that I could start my own business and serve other women. If I hadn't gone through what I went through, I thank God for my growth, right? And all the things that I went through, I'm glad that I wasn't perfect and I still, I'm still not perfect. So you have to look at the positive side of things and look at um, what you're going through in your challenges as an opportunity versus, um, you know, something that's just holding you back. But look at it as an opportunity for you to grow, uh, an opportunity for you to show what you've got, right? Uh, and an opportunity for you to exercise your faith muscles and the things that you normally would not tap into. You don't know how strong you are until you absolutely have to be super strong. You you just don't know. And so it's great to go through challenges and storms because it helps you to expand. It helps you to broaden um, how you look at life and, 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 and it also broadens your wisdom as well. Okay. Number seven, avoid wasting time worrying. Oh my gosh. So I am also guilty of this worry, 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 right? We sit there and we think all about all the ways in which the situation is not working. And then we worry about it. We worry about it. So my husband and I, we just recently sent our oldest son off to college. And here I was being a worry wart, <laughs> being a helicopter mom. And I was like, well, what about this? Or what about that? Or you have that? Are you going to be okay? Well, what about this? And then so my husband was like, honey, sugar, baby, sweetheart, <laughs> bae. You cannot sit here and do that. You have to let him grow up. He's going to be fine. There's a million other kids in this world going off to college and they're going further than our son. Let's not worry. Let's not waste time worrying, right? And so there were challenges in my life where I would just sit and worry about it so much that it made me sick to my stomach. Have you ever had that? Have you ever worried so much that you made yourself sick? That's exactly what worry does. That's what it does. It makes, it literally makes you physically sick. It starts mentally and then it's, and then eventually it seeps down into your body, down into your muscles, into your cells, and it, it messes with your nerves, with your blood pressure, you know, all of that. And then eventually, um, I had a, a family member, she worried so much that her hair started to break off, you know, and so it, it, it happens to be one of the worst things ever. It also um, does not help us overcome. It contributes to the overwhelm. It does not help you to overcome anything, right? So avoid wasting time worrying, side note, and ruminating. Some of us are on the other side of our challenge, but we look back on it so much. Um, I had a, a connection with a person who did this um, and we started to talk and she called me and she says, I really, really, I just got a, a over, um, I got out of a divorce and I really, really want coaching. And I said, great. And so she called me and all she could talk about was what happened before. So you and I both know that coaching is about moving forward, looking forward. Yes, it's okay to take a retrospective look back when you are thinking about where you want to go, but you don't dwell there. As a matter of fact, you don't stay there long at all. It's just for data, you know, offering this person an opportunity to speak about how they've come to this point in their lives presently so that we can move forward. And so every time we got into a session, she wanted to dwell and ruminate on, well, did you know, and let me tell you what he did and what he, and now what he's doing and all of that. And she could not break free from ruminating and worrying about that. And so we had to work her into her present. We had to, con I had to continue to ask what present questions, um, that helped her to think about where she is now and her reality now and her new normal, right? So worrying and ruminating does not help you ruminating about how somebody offended you or what they did to you back in the day or I don't like her because she's this and you ruminate about that conversation over and over again will not help you overcome your challenges. As a matter of fact, you're creating even more of a challenge by continuing to look back on things that are no more, right? So you can't move forward staring into your rearview mirror.
Okay, you have to take your eyes off it and you have to stop rerunning that thing that's going on and on and on in your mind, right? Number eight, remind yourself of previous storms that you've overcome. I know a lot of you women have gone through so much that I, I, I've listened to stories and even my own testimony, you know, but I've listened to stories and I just, I'm in awe of what you've overcome. The woman you are, what you've overcome in a relationship, abuse, uh, abandonment. Some of you have overcome the, the, the worst when it comes to financial, uh, ruin and, um, and career casualty. Perhaps you've gone through something in your life that just, I mean, I, I've heard so many stories and here you are today. Here you are standing today, which means you are a warrior woman. And you need to celebrate that. So remind yourself of your power. Remind yourself, listen, I've been here before. And if that thing didn't take me out, I'm not about to let this take me out. I refuse to allow yet another challenge to stop me, break me, keep me from moving forward. This today is going to be my day one. I'm going to face this. I'm going to evaluate it. I'm going to think about this in a more positive way. I'm going to pull out what contributes to me. I'm going to believe in myself and I'm going to move forward. Right. And so remind yourself of previous uh occasions and events in your life where you where you came out on the other side and you might have crawled some of you might have crawled out I know many times where when the dust cleared I was on all fours baby praying crying snotting you name it but I was but there I was there I stood and so here you are in this present moment in your life and so that means that challenges did not take you out So think about that. Remind yourself of your strength. Remind yourself of your gifts and your talents and how creative you are. Think about how you handle those other challenges. And maybe it's time for you to to think about how you did that and pull those lessons out again and then start practicing um, what you did in the past now. Maybe you've learned something new to help you to move forward in your life. For me, I'll never forget this. Um, My first time publicly speaking was the worst. Um, I would say that all the time. And I mean, I fumbled and I bumbled and everything. um, And I allowed my little speech impediment to get to me. I started to, you know, to... Uh, talk out of my head instead of my heart. I forgot about serving the individuals that were listening. And you know what I did? I stopped myself. And I said, I'm sorry, ladies. I said, right now in this very moment, I can honestly say that I need to course correct in this moment. And I used to think on that. And and it even to this day, um, when I think on that moment, and I started to talk to them about, I just stopped talking from my, my paper and from my script and what I wrote. And I just allowed, you know, God to help me to just speak from my spirit, right? And right there, the mood, the vibe, the atmosphere changed in there. Um, and it wasn't because I wasn't prepared. It wasn't because of anything. It just happens sometimes, right? It does. So I had to remind myself of who I was. I had to remind myself, wait a minute, hang on a second here. You're losing yourself. Stop it and stop thinking about you and think about who you're here to serve. And right in that moment, um, you know, I had to think about I would not be here in this moment if I were not meant to be here. And so you have to remind yourself of who you are and what you have on the inside of you. Tap back into that grit. Even to this day, I think back on that talk and I think about that moment where I said to myself, I'm going to be brave enough to let these women know, because they're seeing it anyway, that I need to start over. And it was the best moment for me. Now, I only had like 30 to 45 minutes left after that, but it was the best 30 to 45 minutes for them. It wasn't about me. And I took myself out of the scenario and right there, women started to come up to me and say, I am so, you you touched me being so candid and so open and so transparent. And I thank you for that. I'm so grateful because 
I could never do that. You know what I'm saying? And so I stopped trying to be a talking head and be like someone else. And I reminded myself of my own authenticity and my own voice. So think about that. That may help you to overcome your challenges as well. Number nine, find someone, not just anyone, someone who is equipped with the skill set and the knowledge to help you to overcome whatever your specific challenges are. Whether it's a mentor, whether it's a coach, whether it's a psychiatrist, a doctor, a counselor, a fitness instructor, whatever. Find someone and take advantage of their knowledge, wisdom, experience with the challenges that you're facing. Find individuals who are equipped. It's very, very important that you listen to this. Individuals who are equipped and who can actually help you with the challenge you're facing. I love talking to my girlfriends. I do. I have friends, different kinds of friends. But when I'm faced with a specific challenge, especially when it comes to business or something related to wellness, I'm not about to sit down and ask them, Hey, what do I do with the, they're not a doc. They're not doctors or counselors or business coaches or, or mentors, right? I will ask someone who has gone through it and overcome it and who is skilled enough to tell me exactly what I need to do, right? And if they can't tell me what I need to do, they can at least help guide me out of my challenge. So that's, well, that's the amazing thing about coaching. I love coaching. People say, well, how does coaching, coaching work when you're not telling someone what to do? And I say, well, listen, when I ask you the right questions, and, I, and you start to really center yourself and think about your resourcefulness. You begin to tap into a reservoir that you didn't know you had. And so that's why coaching works so much. Because we really do believe that we're not equipped to answer most of our questions. We assume that every challenge we're facing, someone else has the answer to take care of it. And that's not always true. Most of the time. You have what it takes to overcome. You just need someone to help you, to guide you forward, to come alongside you and move you into and someone who's equipped now, someone who's equipped and who has the, the skill set to help you to do so, right? Someone who knows exactly um, what you're faced with and can really um, uh, connect with you and a person who can really relate to you and they're empathetic with what you're going through so they know exactly what's happening. You know, we may not be completely similar, but they understand the challenge and so they can help you to move forward. Number 10, please try as much as you possibly can to use resources that are around you to help you to overcome your challenges. You may be so overwhelmed with what you're going through that your mind is not even thinking about the untapped resources around you. Let's talk about just outward, for instance. Um, for example, one of my clients, she was, uh, she's not located in you know my area. And, I, and she started talking about what she was going through. And I said to her, in your city, do you have a newspaper? Which is, well, of course we do. And I said, okay, I want you to go get that newspaper. 50 cents or 75 cents, whatever. And I said, I want you to look through that paper for support groups. I said, another thing, do you have a local library? She said, yeah. I said, find out where it's located. And I want you to go there and get a membership. I said, another thing, do you have a local college in your area? She was like, yes. And I said, well, there are things on that campus that are open to the public. Find out if they have something in their area, in that, on the campus that can help you. Okay. And she just kept going. I said, what about your church? Do they offer a small cell group uh, within the ministry uh, so that you can go and talk about your problems and things like that? I said, another thing, you know, I just kept, and so we continue and I'm not trying to say that you well I, I'll put it this way if you don't go out there and seek out the resources they're not gonna come to you you have to 
Get your mind off of and your eyes off of your challenges long enough to be solution focused, right? And to be solution solution driven. And so how do you do that? By thinking about ways forward. And this is going to help you. And so I said, now you can look at books, magazines, get on the internet, stuff like that. Sometimes, you know, people go straight to the internet and that'll that's helpful for them. But for me, I like to you know, offer or ask questions about ways in which they could connect to other individuals that they can talk to face to face. So that generally helps because we're living in a time now where, you know, it's a lot less, it's everything is more virtual and people are less likely to go out and really connect in a in face to face way. And, you know, people are becoming more comfortable with talking over the internet or texting and things like that. But it really does help human interaction really does help you to overcome your challenges, right? Uh, which leads me to number 11. So before I move on to number 11, um, even if you're not faced with an overwhelming challenge, you should always have a, a notebook where you keep a log of resources, um, people that can help you, people who can who who know different things and maybe connect yourself to these individuals. Maybe you might say to yourself, listen, I'm not going through this right now, but it's really great that you um, are a professional. I would like to get your information because I may be able to refer someone to you, you know, later on. So it's good to have a resource in your home, on in your home office or in your office, whatever, on your desk of and, and a Rolodex. You know, sometimes it's good to just have that Rolodex to say, okay, here's some lawn service and plumbers. Here's some people, you know, you never know what the, I don't know what your challenge is. It could be that you're faced with something going on in your house. It's still a challenge. It's still, you know, it's distracting from you being able to move forward, right? So have your Rolodex start and, and don't wait until a challenge comes your way. And then you start doing all the digging. Do it now. For those of you who aren't going through anything, you're just listening to this so that you can learn. Do it now. Start to build a resource list for yourself. Um, that lawyer, that tax uh, preparer that you've talked to, maybe it's time for you to get a, a, good, a free consultation with that financial advisor and just someone you, you, you never know. You can get free consultations from lots of individuals who can help you to move forward. And it's good for you to connect with them, to see them, go to their office, shake their hand, get their business card, get on their websites, get on, you know, subscribe to their newsletters. You never know how that's going to help you. So create a, a resource guide, a resource in your home, in a notebook, you know, or in a Rolodex, and it'll help you overcome challenges. You could put your hands on it quickly. So most of the time we're going through a challenge, we're so overwhelmed with our emotions that we forget you know, we're like, oh, I don't know who I can call or, you know what I mean? So it's like, gosh, you know, I don't know. But it's great to have that resource guide. And you're like, you know what? Let me pull out this book or this Rolodex and you can go through it. And maybe you can start to ask someone to refer you to someone who can help you. Right. Eleven. That, that That's what brings me to eleven. It's a good, nice segue. Ask friends and family members, people who generally who really, really love you who genuinely love you and care about you, how they overcame similar challenges in their lives. And ask them, maybe it's time to have that coffee with a family member or a friend. If you're like most, I was like this before where I'd say to myself, you know, I'm doing this on my own. I'm going to do it on my own. Like, you know, we have this habit where we don't want anyone's help. We just want to do it on our own. It's always good to connect with someone. We all need someone you know, during our, when we're going through difficulty, it's okay. It doesn't mean you're weak because you have to reach out to someone. It means that you understand the importance of having someone there to connect with a human being who can help you, who can relate to you, you know, and who can really em empathize with you and what you're going through. And it's really therapeutic to sit down and have a conversation with someone who loves you and who cares about what's going on with you. So it may be a good time for you to just talk to someone who's gone through it. Maybe it's, you know, ask your mom. I know. <laughs> I know, you know, um, if you're going through, I, I'll never forget. It was my first time. Um, my husband and I just were married. We were a young couple and we had our first fight or something. And I just like, I'm calling my mom. You know, it's like, I'm calling my mom. She's like, listen. I'm not great at giving advice when it comes to this area, you know, why? 
But I can tell you, you have to be patient. And she just started to give me uh, this advice. And I thought, thank you. It made me feel so much better. And I had to calm down, you know, because I was just completely overwhelmed. You just never know. You never know. Ask someone at your church or ask someone um, in a group that you're connected with. And it, that may be just the start of perhaps you meeting. You you never know. I had a client once. She started to meet at her local bookstore and have coffee with two women. And then eventually the group got bigger. And so they started to meet at each other's house, houses. And after that, it started to grow and grow. And she's like, Alyssa, I don't know what, what's going on, you know. And I said, hey, how does it make you feel? What do you want to do with this? And she started to have all these wonderful ideas. And it just grew. And then eventually she created this group, this circle, sister circle kind of thing where they created a, a support group for women who are going through specific, you know, challenges. And I thought it was beautiful that she created a movement around something that she was even going through. And so they shared with one another and they started to really, um, you know, be there for one another, going to one another's house. And when someone got sick, the other one would come over. You just never know. Right. So ask around and connect with individuals who can help you. Number 12, it is time for you to develop a plan of action. Okay. Overcoming challenges. You won't be able to overcome challenges without taking steps. So you have to have a plan, um, whether it's for your wellness your, your health and wellness, your finances, your marriage, your home life, your business, your career, your relationship with your kids, your education, your personal development, your personal development, your spiritual life, whatever area of your life it is, you have to have a plan of action in that specific area in order for you to be able to take steps. Okay. So you evaluate the challenge, assume nothing, evaluate the challenge, and then you sit down and say, okay, I've evaluated this situation and here's what's happening with my finances. And I know I can't do this alone. So I need to call this financial advisor who's going to help me or um, a debt counselor, or I need to talk to my tax preparer or a CPA, or I need to speak with the IRS, or I need to talk to some individuals who can help me out of the situation. You know, there's someone out there who can help you, but you have to have a plan of action. Step one. After I've evaluated the challenges and I know exactly what's going on, now I can sit down and say, okay, what well, this is step two. Okay, now I need to make some phone calls. And then step three, the plan does not have to be complicated. All right? A lot of us are under the impression that if it's not complicated, then it does. it's not going to work. That is not true. All right? Sometimes just simplifying it and cre and saying step one Monday, I'm going to go and talk to someone Tuesday. I'm going to make a phone, you know, just, just sit down and develop a plan of action in your calendar, schedule it into your calendar, write it down and then move from step to step. After you've talked to this financial advisor, if he hasn't helped you, then you can move on to a different person. Or maybe he'll give you some steps and some resources that are free that you can come home and read and, and, you know, and really think about whatever's going on in your finances. If it's your health and wellness, call the doctor, set up an appointment, get a checkup from the neck up and the neck down, right? Maybe that's the, the, the best way. And a lot of times when we're going through overwhelm, when we're stressed out and things like that, we generally try to bottle it all up, but that's never good, right? Also, Please do not, if you're going through a wellness challenge, do not sit there and try to diagnose, self-diagnose through the internet. Oh boy, I tried to do that myself. And let me tell you something, it, that it wasn't a good outcome. Go to the doctor, go to the doctor, go to your local urgent care, go somewhere. Um, someone who can help you to give you some tests to look at what's going on with you and look at your blood pressure, look at what's going on with you and they can give you real information, right? Okay. 13, write your plan down and I want you to write it down today. Here is a list of the challenges that I'm facing. All right. And you want to take it one at a time, one day at a time, one challenge at a time, one step at a time. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. I know how morbid that sounds. That's a quote, but <laughs> I use it all the time. I love it. Okay. So try not to 
you know, plow through everything all at once or whatever. And all of us, we have a, all of us have different methods that we use, things, ways in which we um, feel we should overcome challenges. No one knows um, better than you how to handle what's going on in your life, right? But every now and then we do get so overwhelmed where we forget, um, you know, okay, the basic of things to do, the, the, the general things to do. And so that's why it's good to write things down. It's good to write. And so if you're bombarded with a lot of negative thinking, pull out the journal and empty that crap out. Free up your mental real estate and that mental melee. Get it out of your head. All the negative thoughts, all the self-sabotage, all the assumptions, write them down. If you do not, they stay swirling around in your brain and then they impact your decision making, your judgment. And eventually, you know, it starts to seep out into your life. So do that work. It's important for you to write it down. There is a science and a reason why journaling is so big. Let me tell you, I can't express it enough. So after, before you even face this challenge, sit down and journal out every negative thing, every self-sabotaging self thought, um, all of the things that you're trying to figure out. Just write it empty out. Even if you have to create your own empty out journal. I have one of my own. And I even use this in my house. That's why I'm sharing it with you. I use this with my kids. We even have an empty out day in my home. Literally every Friday, I tell my kids, yay, it's empty out day. And they can tell you, and I'll say, uh, it, one day I'm going to probably interview my kids. And I'm going to ask them, you could probably ask them. <laughs> and I'll say, "How? what do we call Fridays? And they'll say, empty out day. But it's a chance for you to really empty out. Journaling helps you. So journal everything out. Whether it's anger, whether it's disgust, whether it's confusion, whether you know, you're afraid, whether it's fear, doubt, whatever it is, get that trash out of your system. It's toxic. So don't leave it there. Don't leave it there. It's, it's really crowding and cluttering up your mind. Empty it out so that you have the space to replace those negative thoughts that aren't serving you with positive ones that will help you to move forward. So write your plan down, decide on your plan of action, the steps you're going to take, then write them down and then schedule it out. Okay. That's 14. Follow through with each step of your plan. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. This is what I'm going to do each of these days. If you need an accountability partner, it may, if it's challenges that you're facing and you know, you know that you can make the steps, maybe it's a good idea to, you know, make one of your friends or a family member hold you accountable for following through, especially if you procrastinate. Okay. I have to have accountability partners. I really do. So follow through with each of the steps, follow through. Um, but if it's something that you feel like you need help with, then call me, call me. That's what coaching is for. It's not because you're weak or whatever, or something's wrong with you. You need to be fixed out. You do not. <laughs> you just need help. You need someone to come alongside you to partner with you to help you to move forward. You're resourceful. You in, you're extremely intelligent and you've been through things before. So you have a lot of wisdom and you're a very creative being. Okay. And that's why you're here. That's why you're moving through so many things in your life and you're able to handle so many demands. But maybe it's time for you to have someone to come alongside you, become your purpose partner, hold you accountable, challenge you to move forward and help you to stay on track, help you to focus, to um, overcome procrastination and tolerations in your life. Whatever it is, help you to see forward, to shine the light on the things that really matter and help you to keep your focus off things that are distracting you and keeping you from really thinking positively. Right. So it's good to so call me. I have a just go to the website www.coachingbossbabes.com. I coach all kinds of wonderful women, leaders, careerists, stay at home moms, work from home moms. Um, you don't have to be an entrepreneur. You just be a woman who's just like saying, Coach Alyssa, I just need your help right now. And I'm here for you. OK, I'm here for you. I can help you to do that. So schedule it out. If you don't schedule this nine times out of ten. It's not, you're not going to follow through. It happens to most of us. For me, it happens. So it's good to schedule it out. Use your device. Use that beautiful planner you just purchased and put it down on paper and say, this is what I'm going to do. This is who I'm going to call. And stop being vague. Be very specific about the step you're going to take. Who is it that you're going to call? What's their number? 
Where are they located? What type of professional are they? How are you expecting them to help you? What do they have to contribute to you that is going to help you to overcome this challenge? Answer those questions. And then if you're going to meet with someone, have a set of questions of your own for your financial advisor, your counselor, your whatever. And you may say, well, you know, I just, these are my concerns, right? And what I'm faced with. And don't go in there with assumptions. Go there with pure facts about what's going on in your life. Even if you can't pinpoint what's happening and it's just something stirring on the inside of you, at least journal some things out of yourself. Empty out on paper so that you can kind of, a discussion can begin, a conversation can start, and then you can move from there, okay? 15, learn from this challenge or these challenges. I can't express that enough. I know that it's overwhelming right now because you're going through it. Let me just give you an example. My husband and I, a while back, we wanted to uh, buy our home and, and all this other stuff. And so about mortgages and things like that. So here we were um, so excited to purchase our home years ago. And we're like, okay. This is what they said we have to do. And we knew the general things because we've heard family members and other individuals talk about it. And let me tell you, it was a year of pure insanity. <laughs> Everything that could happen or come up, came up. And we were like, what is going on? I can't believe this. And it, it felt like we were never going to, you know, overcome it. It was like always something, something, something. And then it occurred to me that throughout the process of us talking about a mortgage, talking to these professionals, that they had knowledge that I did not. So rather than allowing my emotions to get the better of me and thinking so much on the problem and why it's not working and this and that, I instead used this situation as a, as a time and opportunity of growth. And I said, hey, while I have this man on the phone, I'm going to ask him some questions about, you know, some things that I've always wondered about. Not only that, I started to write down the lessons. I started to write them down. I said, okay, here's the, ch I never knew anything called cavers. Have you ever heard of cavers? A lot of you may, if for financial advisors or people who have mortgages and things like that, or had defaults on loans or defaults on, um, uh, on, on um, foreclosures and things like that, or even if you're in the housing market, a real estate agent, whatever you are, you may have heard of this, right? That's not common. Not wasn't common knowledge to us. We had never heard of it, and it's because it's a credit report that I believe the government looks at, or uh, loan it processors or uh, or um, underwriters or whatever look at, um, and and in order for you to. Uh, I guess, um, qualify for a specific loan. You can't be on that list. It's like a bad, bad list. Okay. And if your name is on there, then that means that you have something going on, um, on your, on your end that you need to take care of so that it, and I'm like, I have never heard of this. I've heard of a credit report. I've looked at my credit report, but I've never heard of cavers. So you learn something new when you're going through challenges. So write those things down. You never know. For those of you who are entrepreneur women, you never know that your personal challenges that you're going through, how valuable, how valuable your knowledge is to the individuals out there that you're serving. There may be other women that you're so busy talking about business and the more glamorous side of it and all this, that your personal challenges may be just the ticket that's going to pivot you into the success you want. They're waiting for you to tell them, okay, I had one client who did this. They're waiting for you to tell, how do you schedule out your days with three kids, with three teenagers, right? And I'm talking about all these other things. And she just wanted to know, how are you doing this being a mom? I don't know how I'm, I, I, because this is overwhelming for me. And I stopped. It made me think about my own challenges and how I overcome um, the, the not so um, glamorous side of you know, raising kids, you know, and having a business. A lot of mompreneurs out there taking these beautiful photos with their beautiful kids and all that. But they don't, you don't see, they don't have photos or whatever of when, you know, the kids are running rampant and you're trying to record and someone's broke your camera or broke your light or 
<laughs> or they've unplugged the computer, so now you have to start over on that blog. Or um, there's, uh, you know, something cheesy on your desk, or maybe little fish snacks that that they've poured into your office supplies. Or when they're little um, teenagers, also same thing. My teenagers love my office. It's a gold mine for them. They go in there and they just dig. And I'm like, what are you doing in there? And they're like, I'm looking. I, I just wanted to see if you had this or that. My daughter, she loves, I, I when, when she goes to school shopping, I go office shopping, right? I go and get office supplies. And so most of the time, um, I get these really cool new uh, decorative, uh, you know, pieces of office decor and supplies and they all have a color theme and all this my daughter loves it so it never fails that over the course of let's say two or three months um, my office starts to look a little different and her room becomes this really you know coordinated <laughs> she has all my stuff in her room and I'm like can you please give mommy back her stuff <laughs> I need my binder clips that match my folder and all of this. She's like, oh, sorry, mom. <laughs> but it happens when you have kids. So I had clients who wanted to know about those things. They're like, how do you meal plan? How, you know, how do you, how, how did you make it on a shoestring budget with three kids, you know, who are teen, who are teenagers, send your kids to college while your husband worked, while you were trying to build your business. How did you do it? How did you do that? How did you how, how did you manage your schedule every day? How did you maintain your health and wellness? How did you maintain your insanity? Your sanity. <laughs> you know, my assistant's laughing because she's one of the ones who said it. How do you stay sane? I don't know how you do it. But honestly, I did not think that that was valuable. I didn't think that anyone wanted to know those things. I didn't I didn't think that it was something that they wanted to hear. I'm going to tell you why. Because I was so busy listening to what everybody else was saying and watching what everybody else was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Scrolling through that highlight reel on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, watching what everybody else was doing. And I didn't pay attention to my audience and what they wanted to hear and what they needed and what they wanted to um, for me to contribute into them and what they what services and products they needed for themselves. It happens. So for those of you who are, are, are leading women, career women, whatever, and you're working women and you feel like you have nothing to contribute because you have all these challenges going on. Remember this. When you learn from these, both the positive and the negative aspects of, of your challenges, you become a resource to someone else. You become valuable. And then, let me tell you, you'd be surprised what people will pay you for, right? To pay to know from you. They want to know that lesson. They want to know how you overcome it. How did you overcome that? And they want to know, um, give me some tips on, on, on what you did that got yourself out of it. It's a, there's a success story every day on television, a person who lost all this weight, a person who's gotten out of all this debt, a person who overcame adversity when it came to, you know, losing everything, um, all of that. And there's so many wonderful, beautiful blessings that I see. And all these individuals have something to say and something to contribute. And I just want to know how they did it. How'd you do that? You know? And so a lot of people, they write books. Some people I interview them and, you know, in front of my clients, when we have these little circles or these uh, virtual coffees I have with them, we'll have those little sister circles, virtual sister circles, where we sit down and I'll interview them. So learn from your challenges and write those lessons down. Okay. Now I want you to remember also, remember the steps you took to overcome this challenge. Ha. Notice what's happening here? So the steps you're going to take to overcome your specific challenges now, you are going to remember them. That's why I want you to document them. Because eventually they can become a resource for someone else, for the people you're called to serve. All right. Again, later on in life, this challenge may come up again in a different way. And you can apply, number 17, what you've learned from your now challenges to the challenges in the future. So these are some tips and ways 
to help you to overcome your personal and professional challenges. Remember to evaluate your challenges, assume nothing, expect the best of your situation, remove negative thoughts, don't dwell, don't ruminate, right? Document and move forward. Use only positive, encouraging self-talk, right? Believe in yourself and your abilities and your resourcefulness and your creativity. Look on the brighter side of what's going on and try to focus there or come from that place in order for you to overcome your challenge. Avoid wasting time worrying and ruminating. Remind yourself of all the times that you've, that you've been faced with even greater challenges, but here you are. Find someone who can help you. Call Coach Alyssa, that's what I'm here for. And take advantage of, of the resources and tools. We have an, uh, the atelier that's opening, opening up right now. And it costs less than a cup of coffee a day, right? So you can start investing in yourself by taking advantage of, of the tools and strategies that I have in there. So someone who can really help you, right? Use the resources available to you. you they're surrounding you all around you. You start seeking them, they'll start seeking you, all right? So go to that local library, your bookstore, um, go to your church, go to your local university or other organizations. They may have nonprofits in your area that may offer support groups. Look in your local paper, your newspaper. You never know. All right. And then you can, you know, branch out and look at books, magazines and on the Internet. Ask your friends and family. Don't try to do this alone. Please don't sit there and allow these challenges to fester and and you stay locked into your own box, right? Into your own bubble. Because eventually it's going to eat away at you. So reach out to someone who really cares and people who are equipped to help you as well. People, even if they don't have the answers, they can support you. They can offer compassion and love um, and be empathetic to you. And that will help you as well. Decide what your plan of action is, write it down, journal out all the crap. Remember we said that? Remove all the toxicity in your brain. Empty out all of that. Clear the mental real estate and the mental melee. Empty out into a journal. And then once you write down your plan, follow through with your plan. If you need accountability, coaching can help you to do that. If you feel like you just need to connect with someone who could really take you higher, that's what I'm here for. And we have ways in which we can fit you in, get you set up, everything. All of that is already done for you. You don't have to worry about any of that. Don't even worry about the price. Think about what it's costing you to stay stuck in these challenges. And I can honestly, I can guarantee it's costing you more than you'll ever pay for the coaching that I offer. Honestly. Okay, so if you need the if you need the strategies, if you need the help, don't think about cost. Think about your life. Think about where you want to be in the next 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. I always say that six months, nine months, 12 months from now. And think about if you did nothing, if you allow this challenge to continue on, how it's going to grow and how it's going to continue to eat away at your your all the goodness in your life, your goals, your 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 thinking, your mindset, your health. Remember I said that about worrying. Okay. Learn from this challenge or these sets of challenges, whatever you're going through, learn from them, learn the lessons, write them down and remember what you've learned so that later you can apply them to your life. Okay. So I, in summary, I did go back over that because I want you to really think about this. I want you to understand that you're not by yourself. All of us or experiencing life in very unique ways, in very different ways. We're all women trying to make it. We're trying to take care of our families. We're trying to take care of our kids. You know, um, contribute to the world in a positive way. We're trying to um, put away money for our children's children's children, right? We're trying to leave a legacy. We're trying to be good people. We're trying to make the world a better place. But in order for you to overcome anything, you have to first start with you and think about and and pivot your mindset. And I want you to understand that you're not alone. You're not alone. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay to go through what you're going through. You feel what you're feeling, but don't do this by yourself. Okay? So, I hope this has helped you. I hope it's blessed you. I can't wait to talk to you. Go to the website, 
click on the coaching link and you're going to see all of the opportunities available to you. Thank you so much for being here for another episode of Coffee with the Coach. I'll see you soon on the next episode. And again, if you need anything at all, don't be afraid to email us or connect with us on our social media site. Email us anytime at info at coachingbossbabes.com. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Merry Christmas and have a wonderful, happy new year.